0: Hey there, everybody. This is Dave. You're listening to the Like the Dickens podcast. This is episode zero. And in this episode, we're going to discuss uh, a little bit about myself, a little bit about the format of the podcast. uh, Then we're going to go into uh, a couple of topics that I'd like to talk about today. And then we're going to end with, uh, you know, something that really uh, sucks and something you should be grateful for. So with that, I'll uh, introduce myself Um, from Northeast Ohio, born and raised, joined the Navy, met a wife, had a couple of kids, work in the tech industry now, working on everybody's computers, listening to everybody's problems that are petty as shit. I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, that's what I do for a living. Um, And this podcast is going to talk a lot about sports. My allegiances lie with the Ohio State Buckeyes, obviously the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and regrettably to the folks in Ohio, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and more recently, the Columbus Blue Jackets since I'm a resident of Columbus, Ohio now. So we're coming at you live from the man cave in Columbus, Ohio, and you know, man caves are awesome. Every man should have one, every woman should have one, really, just to have a place to go and shut your brain off, watch some sports, read a book, Drink a beer, whatever you want, whatever it is you like to do in quiet time. Make a cave for it. The new podcast here is going to uh, have a format, again, uh, where we'll come in and have some in- opening remarks. going to talk about a few topics designated for the day. Then we're going to close with something that sucks, and we're going to end that on something you should be grateful for, or that I'm grateful for. So first things first, the first thing I want to talk about is college football. It's college football season, so let's talk about it. Ohio State travels Indiana this week. Should be a pretty easy game for the Buckeyes. you got to make sure you get up for that game. We don't want a Purdue or an Iowa happening again. But I don't think Ryan Day is going to let that happen. And so as the Buckeyes travel to Indiana this week, Who knows how many eyes will be on them. It's a noon game. I kind of like what Fox was doing with the noon thing. They're going to let ESPN have that night game. And uh, it's a good move for Fox. But, uh, you know, I never really get up for noon games that much. So it is what it is. But for all intents and purposes, the Buckeyes should probably crush Indiana. Uh, I don't even know what the line is right now. I haven't even looked it up. I'm not really that concerned. In college football, though. There's what we have called the AP poll. And the AP poll, for those of you who are unaware, is the biggest damn joke in sports. Because you see, if you start the AP poll ranked number one and you don't lose, even if you have a shit schedule and you don't beat anybody, then you get to stay number one and you're going to make the playoff. And what's happened in more recent years with the Southeastern Conference is that they tend to have a shitload of teams in the top 10, whereas everyone else does not. And I fail to believe that any of those teams are top ten teams. Well, that many. I shouldn't say any. But this week we've got five of the top nine teams in the country from the SEC conference. You've got Alabama, then Georgia, then LSU. And then you've got Auburn and Florida. Now Florida is the one that really pisses me off here. See, Florida hasn't really done anything. They beat an FCS school this past week. And... They had a pretty tough time with an 0-2 Miami team. I mean, yes, it's a rivalry game, but it's at a neutral site. I believe that was at a neutral site. And they just didn't really look that great. And I'm looking at this thinking, that's not a fucking top 10 team, people. And yet, here we are. But, hey, Reese Davis, who I thought was a massive SEC homer, actually had Florida at 17 this week. So, who the hell knows? I I don't know. I, I... you know, LSU moving up ahead of Ohio State is whatever. I don't give a shit. It's one spot. LSU had a pretty big win at Texas, even though their defense did not look very good. Um, but you know, Joey Burrow's got the Tigers on a roll right now. Uh, I don't know the last time any LSU quarterback ever had a passing game like Joe Burrow just did, but they deserve to be up there. I I can live with that. I mean, Georgia's whatever I don't know why people seem to keep putting Georgia in the top four to start the year and they can't get past Alabama and they also lose another game somewhere along the line so whatever I maybe Kirby Smart and Nick Saban own a piece of ESPN or the USA Today or whatever the fuck ever but five of nine teams in the top nine that's just that's insane there's no way this is it's just not possible I'm sorry there are, there's at least one or two teams from each conference, power conference. That's four more conferences, people, that are better than at least half of those teams. And I hate to say this because I don't really hate things in this life more than Michigan. But Michigan did not deserve to drop from 7 to 10. I get they had a tough time with Army. But as history would indicate, most schools have a tough time playing the service academies. Now, Michigan's offense should have played a lot better. We, we can admit that. They're going through a transition right now. Maybe people don't have a lot of confidence in that. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that you really think Florida is better than Michigan. And that pains me to say that. I mean, I hope Michigan loses every fucking game every year. But Florida is not better than Michigan. Definitely not better. And how the hell is Notre Dame climbing up one spot in an idle week? I don't know. It, apparently, they got better this week when they didn't play anybody. So, you know, I, fuck, I don't know. But, uh, you know, the AP polls just, it's just a joke. And it sucks because all these SEC teams are going to get ranked in the top 10. They're all going to beat each other. They're all going to get credit for top 10 wins. Somehow, they're not going to drop how many, sp- you know, spots in the rankings because that's what happens. And then we're going to have to deal with the, should there be two teams in the playoff this year? Should there be three SEC teams in, SEC teams in the playoff this year? Like, come on, man. It's a joke. It, it. No, there shouldn't be. We saw the entire reason, the big thing that sparked us even having a 14 playoff was LSU and Alabama playing for a national title game. And they split the season series. So you mean to tell me that those teams both beat each other, but we're supposed to believe that one of them is a national champion because they won the last game of the year? Like, yeah, no, whatever. But that's why we have the playoff. And we were all happy to get a fourteen playoff. And Ohio State won the 1st fourteen playoff. And we were all very, very happy. And now it's morphed into how many SEC teams can we get in there? Everyone else is inferior to the SEC. Nobody's good. Blah, 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 blah. I, I just—it's exhausting. And, and if you start the year ranked 20th, it, I mean— Even if you lose one game in, say, the Big Ten. Like, let's say Maryland goes on and only loses one game to Ohio State. They're never going to get in the top four. Even if they win the damn Big Ten, they won't get in the top four. Because they're Maryland, and that's just not the way it's going to work. And speaking of Maryland, if an SEC team went out and shellacked the number 21 team in the country, even if it's week two, by 50 points... You bet your ass they would be in the top 10. Maryland's 21. I, I'm fine with Maryland being 21. I don't think they should be jumping up that high. My only point is that we all know an SEC team would actually get ranked higher. And so the AP poll is just, it's a its a joke. It should never come out until week four of the season, in my opinion. Hold all your biases aside. Have a coach's poll for all, I mean, you know, by all means, I'm fine with the coach's poll, do, do that, but the AP poll, let's, let's pump the brakes on that until week four, you know, maybe, maybe college football will be better off that way, but then we couldn't have big rankings on TV, rankings matchups on TV, and, you know, it's, it's just an endless, it's an endless, endless cycle, and so, uh, you know, we'll move on to the next thing I, I, you know, really want to talk about, uh, and that's the Cleveland Indians, and the Cleveland Indians, um, trying to make a playoff push again, and to be perfectly honest with you, I I just didn't think we had it in us. After we lost Kluber, I mean, basically for the year at this point, Carrasco's been out, Salazar is probably smoking weed somewhere in somebody's shed, who knows, Um, and then you lose Hosey and Tyler Naquin, when all seems lost, all of a sudden they get a fire under their ass, and I don't know where they get it from. I mean, Terry Francona has been here for, I, I think, this is his eighth season, maybe seventh season, seventh season, I believe, and it seems like every year, man, August and September roll around, and Tito's got the tribe ready to roll, and they start winning games and they start putting it together at the end of the year again, and you know we'll see where everything falls, but for you know to some degree, they control their own destiny going in against the twins here this weekend, and if they sweep that series, look out because. I mean, the Twins just lost Pineda for PED suspension, so that's a starter that they don't have anymore. And I know they hit the shit out of the baseball, but you're losing a starter. That's not exactly, you know, where you want to be come September. So we'll see how it plays out, but the the Tribe are looking good. Uh, Frankie Lindor is just, I mean, he's got three seasons in a row with 30 home runs. Who's the last person to do that? Like Jim Tomey and Albert Bell were like the only people to do that, I think. That I can remember. But the Indians look good again, and and they're doing it with guys they were pitching in Columbus last year. Uh, It just blows my mind. I mean, Shane Bieber. I was at Shane Bieber's first career win against the Twins last year on Father's Day. It was awesome. Got to walk on the field with the kids. Great. Shane Bieber is now like a, a legit ace in Major League Baseball, and last year he spent half the season in Columbus. So, I don't know how they keep doing it, but the Indians just keep finding pitchers, and Tito keeps finding ways to grind out baseball games. And hey, I'm all for it. We're a small market baseball team. We're not going to get Bryce Harper or any of those guys to ever come sign here. We can hardly ever hang, we would hardly we never hang on to our own talent once they've gotten out of arbitration. So, yeah, I love Frankie, but his ass isn't playing here in five years. So, they do what they have to do, and somehow, with the exception of the early 2000s and we're talking like the beginning of the early 2000s, and kind of into the late part of that decade, I mean, we've been good all those years, though, and, you know, I love it, as an Indians fan, it's great, I mean, they're just, I I thought we were dead after we got swept by the, by the Rays, man, I'm I'm not gonna lie, so that, that was a, that was a tough, tough, tough thing to watch, Um, and, you know, it's, it's the Rays, man, like, you're in the wild card hunt with them. I mean, if not for that series, the Rays wouldn't even be in this thing right now. So kind of a big deal. Thought we were kind of screwed at that point. And then they start showing signs of life. Even after Jose gets goes out for the rest of the year, Tyler Naquin, I believe, tore his ACL. He's out for the rest of the year. And, and here we are. We're still here. Uh, they're just scrappy, and, and I love it. And, uh, you know, moving on uh, from the Indians, I'm recording this podcast on September 11th. I'm a Navy veteran, so obviously this, that day in, in our history kind of hits a little harder sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I I made a comment on social media today that uh, everybody's going to post their never forget pictures and their hashtags and everything else. But I think people have forgotten, man. They just maybe they haven't forgotten that it that it happened but they forgot what it was like to really be an american at that time to really just go out and and have pride in your country and pride in your fellow people and and just you know be nice to one another and don't be an asshole or like really i love to say that just you know i don't care what you do in this life just don't be an asshole i think we've lost sight of that and and you know, a lot of people will say that, you know, never forget, I haven't forgotten, and this, that, and the third. But you know what? I've got a five-year-old daughter who today wanted to watch 9-11 documentaries. It was almost like she understood the gravity of the situation. She didn't really ask any questions. She just kind of watched quietly. She kind of had—you could see the emotion on her face. She was wearing it on her sleeve, you know. She understood that that was a big deal, and she didn't even, she didn't even have to ask. She understood. And I try to change the channel because, to be honest with you, I can only watch so much of it before I, you know, want to get choked up or whatever. Uh, and when I try to change the channel, I hit the TV guide button. she no, 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 Daddy, don't change it. I'm like, okay, okay. So, you know, that's what we need to teach our kids, I think, you know, moving forward. Just to have faith in one another. I mean, of course have faith in God, even though I curse like a sailor because I was one, so I'm allowed to do that, fuckers. Uh, you know... Have faith in one another, have faith in, in God or something. Some Just have faith in something. Stop bitching all the time. I, you know, do I complain about shit? Yes, I just bitched about the AP poll for 10 minutes, whatever. We gotta stop complaining about everything, people. Yeah, there's a guy in the White House that people don't like, who cares? You don't have to put it on fucking Twitter every day that he's an asshole. We all know he's an asshole, okay? That, that doesn't mean you have to say it every day, okay? It, for the, for the people that, that complain about these things every day, you're what give these things life, okay? It's like, it's like complaining about racism. And racism's terrible, it, obviously. But the more that people complain about it and don't take action, the more you give it life. Then you know the next thing you know, there's you know, some white supremacist on CNN getting interviewed or some shit, I don't, I don't know. But why are we giving attention to these ideas? I mean, this is, that's not American. The only, what should be American is giving attention to the people who love each other, who go out and help their neighbors, and fly the flag outside their house, and everything else. That's that's American. Okay, that's you know enjoying liberty and not taking advantage of it. I, I mean, what, you know, some people. What what is liberty? Liberty is just the ability to do whatever the hell you want. But again, with the caveat of don't be an asshole. So nine eleven sucked. And it was only 18 years ago, but that's more than half my life at this point. But only 18 years ago. And we went from 18 years ago to this. And, you know, I'm I'm going too far into this. Just remember 9-11. Really remember it. Don't remember where you were or what happened. Remember what it felt like to be an American in the weeks after that. Remember what it felt like to watch Mike Piazza hit that home run when baseball came back to New York. You know, remember those things because that feeling is what's American, not what happened. Not the war, not George Bush's words, none of that. Not, that's not American. It's how you felt. How you felt to want to fly the flag, how you felt to want to be American, how you felt when you told somebody else you, you were proud to be an American. That's what 9-11 should be about. Because when we let it get to the point where we're not remembering that, then we've lost people. And that was the goal. You know, it's not about immediate wins and terrorism. It's not. And uh, we need to keep that in mind because, you know, the people that did that, maybe we got them all, maybe we didn't, I, I don't know. But somebody out there had something to do with it that's still alive today. And they're watching us and they're thinking, yeah, we did, we're winning. And so don't let that happen, okay? And so, um, you know, with that in mind, we're going to move on to the uh, the final segment of our podcast here. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, something that really sucks. And uh, something that really sucks is the, the passing of Fred McLeod this week. Fred was the voice of the Cavaliers with Austin Carr since, I believe, 2004. So for me, I mean that's that's my entire adulthood really at this point, and and it's a lot of Cavs games I've watched, and Fred McLeod's been in my living room a lot over the last fifteen years, and uh, it's 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 a tough one to bear, um, unexpectedly obviously. Um, he wasn't sick, he wasn't any of those things, but you know Chris Fedor had an awesome, awesome tribute. To Fred McLeod today on Cleveland dot com. If you haven't read it yet, you need to go check it out. But Chris Fedor, man, he really, really nailed it with, with Fred McLeod. And um uh, he was just a great guy for the you know, the Cavaliers will sorely miss him, the NBA will miss him, humanity will miss him. Yeah, you know, anytime we miss a good person, anytime we lose a good person, uh, you know, that's that's not gonna, you know, it's not good for us. But uh hopefully somebody else is online to to take over the good things that Fred's done, but Fred had one of the greatest calls in in, in the history of my life. I mean, 2016, <laughs> Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Don't forget it, people. But to see Fred McLeod just weep after that game was over, when he was done with the call, and he sat there, and it was like the gravity of the situation just hit him, and he just fell over and just wept into his own hands that's that's true love right there man and, and and fred was a homer and that's fine but it just sucks to lose a guy like fred and you know we hope he rests in peace and in god's peace and yet you know just i'm having a hard time talking about it right now but fred if you're out there watch over the Cavs this year make sure we don't go 0 82 and uh, make sure AC is uh, you know on his game. <laughs> so uh, with that we're going to go on to what I'm grateful for today and that's my family. That's all of you. Um, my Obviously I have my family in my house and you don't have to have a wife and kids to have a family. We all have families. We all have mothers or fathers or brothers or sisters or nieces or nephews or best friends and even you know your best friends are family too. Let's let's just call that what it is and uh, so be grateful for them today I I know I am you know I've had nothing but love in this life from my family so you know hug your wife husband son daughter mother father tell them you love them tell them you're grateful for them let them know and embrace them and just enjoy that moment don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow don't worry about what happened yesterday you know, call your family up and just, just tell them, hey, just, hey, haven't talked to you in a while. Just want to let you know I love you. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for, for my wife and kids today. Uh, came home from work today and just obliterated the kids, you know, busted out the claw. I got pretty tired. They don't ever get tired. So I had to quit early, drink a beer. You know how it goes. But I'm really grateful for my family today. And so that's just the first episode zero of this podcast. Uh, maybe it was too long, maybe it wasn't, I probably fucked some shit up along the way. I'm not going to edit it because I really don't give a shit right now. It's too late in the night and I just want to go to sleep. But before I go, I need your input, reviews, comments, concerns. Tell me to fuck off. Tell me I'm awesome. Don't care. Email any of that stuff to likethedickenspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's likethedickenspodcast at gmail.com where we talk like the Dickens about tons of stuff. And uh, when this podcast hits the platforms, if you could give it a review. I'm hoping to be on iTunes, I think. you got to get three episodes, so this one won't be on there, but I will be on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, all those things. So again, hit me up with those emails, comments, concerns. I will have some guests here in the future because I don't like talking to myself. It's not really what I enjoy. This podcast is not going to be what they're all like because I tend to prefer conversation with other human beings. You know, I'm a social person. so Next couple of episodes, expect every Monday to have one to kind of debrief the Buckeyes game. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. And then from there on out, maybe two in between there, um, but definitely every Monday we'll be hitting the airwaves with the Like the Dickens podcast. So... For all you out there who are listening, thank you. If you haven't listened, kiss my ass. Um, Get somebody to listen. uh, And we'll talk to you next time.